Hello and welcome to Mr. President from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mr. President, starring Edward Arnold. The American Broadcasting Company and its affiliated stations present Mr. President. Mr. President, at home in the White House, the elected leader of our country, our fellow citizen and neighbor. These are little-known stories of the men who've lived in the White House. Dramatic, exciting events in their lives that you and I so rarely hear. True human stories of Mr. President. Edward Arnold as Mr. President. Let's visit him in the White House. It's evening, and only one window shows a light, a study on the ground floor. We find ourselves in the corridor. Go right in, please. Some visitors for you, Mr. President. Hello. Sit down, won't you? Have you ever tried to be cool and detached about your friends and the people around you? It's hard, isn't it? Still, you'd think the president could be. Wouldn't you feel he almost has to be? Well, he can't any more than you can. To show you what I mean, let me tell you a little known but true story that happened to one of our presidents. Later on, I'll tell you which president it was. But meanwhile, see if you can guess. It began one early afternoon when I returned to the White House from a drive and met my secretary, Miss Sarah, in the corridor. Mr. President. Oh, Miss Sarah. Mr. President, haven't I asked you enough time? Mm, what, what? You've been, you've been driving too fast again. Speeding, in fact. Well, I, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I like speeding, Miss Sarah. It's very exciting. Yes, and not only for you, Mr. President. What? How did you know I was... Oh, driving a little too fast. <laughs> you might have known I'd know. It's uncanny, <laughs> Miss Sarah. Now you're always ahead of me. In this case, it's quite simple, Mr. President. There's a policeman waiting to see you. Oh, but I've already seen him. Or rather, he saw me. What does he want? I only know he's terribly nervous. I put him in the waiting room. Oh, thanks. I'll talk to him. Well, officer, we... <laughs> We meet again. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. President. I, I'm very, very sorry. Sorry you arrested me? I'm the one that's sorry for breaking the law. Well, I didn't know it was you, sir, until afterward. Now, please, give me back the citation. What? The citation, sir. I can't arrest the President of the United States for speeding. Well, why not? I was speeding and enjoying it. 
I intend to pay the fine. In fact, I'll give you the $5 right now. But, Mr. President... There are no buts about it. Here you are. Uh, but I... Now, officer, take this money to the magistrate and give him this message. That you've done your duty. Uh, I'll just give him the money, sir. And hope he isn't angry. Oh, he won't be. <laughs> thank you for coming, officer. You'll excuse me now, won't oh, you? Oh, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, Miss Sarah, we can get on with business. You're uh, not forgetting that General and Mrs. Roberts are coming for tea at 5.30. Good. But why must it always be tea? Uh, uh, can't we have... Uh, uh, well, coffee, ginger ale, uh, or anything but tea? Mrs. Roberts prefers tea. Oh. What did the officer want? Oh, he wanted me to make me a present of $5. What? Yeah, he seemed to feel I ought to be above the law. Oh. But I told him that no public man is above the law. He must suffer the full consequences of his action, no matter what the cost. It cost you only $5, Mr. President. <laughs> it costs other people a great deal of anxiety. All right, I won't do it again. I won't <laughs> do it again, Miss Sir. I promise. Now, uh, what's my next appointment? Oh, um, Senator Craig is on the warpath again. Oh, and it leads right to this room, doesn't it? That means trouble, Miss Sarah. Every time he comes here, it's a fight. Well, let's find out what it's about this time. Well, Senator, I don't often have the pleasure of a quiet talk with the leader of the opposition. Oh, frankly, Mr. President, I'm not certain this will be a pleasure. For me, you mean... Mr. President, the Senate Military Affairs Committee, of which I'm chairman, thought I ought to tell you of an action we're going to take this week. No, that's very courteous. What's it about? General Roberts, your Secretary of War. We're going to bring impeachment proceedings. Impeachment proceedings? On grounds of incompetence and permitting corruption to flourish within the War Department. Permitting it? Oh, nonsense. His predecessor in office left him a fine mess. You know he's cleaning house as quickly as he can. You'll permit us a difference of opinion on that point, Mr. President? Look here, Senator. We all know there's been corruption among certain civilian purchasing agents at some of our army posts, but it's hard to root out. Those men are sly. General, one, General Roberts wants them out there. He's he out of there more than you do. And you'll get them out. We know General Roberts to be a friend of yours, Mr. President. I'm sorry we don't share your faith in him. Senator, we can speak frankly. You want to make political trouble for me and my administration. And trying to discredit my secretary of war, well, that may seem like a good way of doing it. You gain nothing by throwing doubt on our motives, Mr. President. Throwing doubt on them? I'm trying to explain them. Now, if you're as anxious to cure that situation as I am, you leave General Roberts alone. And the thieves who are hiding behind him? He's hiding no thieves, Senator. He'll finish his job to his own satisfaction and yours. I'll see to it myself. Mr. President, we're not going to give General Roberts time to do it his way. I'm sorry we can't give you time to do it your way either. Good day, Mr. President. <laughs> Another cup of tea, Mrs. Roberts. Yes, thank you, Miss Sarah. And then, Mr. President, after we found the house across the river in Virginia, all Ben could say was, it's too far from the War Department. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mrs. Oh, Roberts, yeah. you should never have married a public servant. I'm no more conscientious now than I ever was. Oh, conscientious, Ben. You have that military idea that you must be on duty 24 hours a day. Mr. President... 
Please make him realize he's practically a civilian now, even if he is Secretary of War. It isn't a man's job that makes him feel on duty all the time, Mrs. Roberts. It's the man himself. Am I right, Ben? <laughs> thank you, Mr. President. May I fill your cup again, Mr. President? What, with more tea? No, thank you. Uh, Miss Sarabin, if you ladies will excuse us, I want to talk to Ben a moment. Business, I suppose. <laughs> you see, Miss Sarah. We won't be long. We can step in the next room, Ben. Oh, dear. <laughs> you see, Miss Sarah, he's always... Uh, ben, uh, did you hear today about uh, Senator Craig and the Military Affairs Committee? After you. Thanks. Did you? No, sir. Not yet. Uh, they're going to start an investigation of the purchasing agents at Army Posts. Oh? And impeachment proceedings against you. Impeachment? Me? Why? Do you want Senator Craig's reason or the real reason? Well, both. Their hope is to discredit me by discrediting you. The senator's reason is that your house cleaning isn't moving fast enough. But it takes time to weed out the dishonest men and not harm the honest ones that are doing a job. And to assemble evidence. There's a fellow at Fort Sill named Evans, for instance. Ben, I didn't mean to alarm you. There's an old saying in Washington... The surest reward of an able, honest, upright, and fearless public servant is a congressional investigation. Sounds more like a court-martial. Disgrace. Oh, no nonsense. And... I know it's unpleasant. But, Ben, all you have to do is hurry your investigation. Then, when you're called before the committee, you'll make them look foolish. We'll turn the senator's political sword against him. Do you think I ought to resign? Oh, good heavens, no. That would be an admission of blame. Your resignation would be a blow against the whole administration. You have nothing to be ashamed of. The only trouble is, you're so afraid of being unjust that you're delaying. Move faster, that's all, and I'll back you to the hilt. Now let's join the ladies again, shall we? Mr. President, I want to do what's best for you. It's my duty. Ben, you're doing exactly what's best for the country, and that's all that's important. Oh, Mrs. Roberts, here's Ben back again. Business is over for the day. Ben, you look worried. Yes, Cora, I am. Over whether or not to take another of those cakes. Oh, Ben. I think you deserve it, General. Here you are. Oh, thank you. Uh, Miss Sarah, may I have one, please? You said you didn't like tea, Mr. President. I mean the cakes. And don't mention my diet, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President. Quiet one, Miss Sarah. How's the morning mail? Oh, much as usual. Except for a note from Congressman Burr of Oklahoma. Oh? Mm-hmm. Asking you as a special favor to see a man named Evans sometime this week, when he gets to Washington. Evans? Evans from Fort Sill? Well, the congressman doesn't say. He's evidently a man from Oklahoma. Well, Fort Sill's in Oklahoma, isn't it? No, I think it is. Well, Evans must be the purchasing agent General Roberts has been hoping to catch. Oh, then perhaps I'd better send this letter over to General... No, 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 don't do that. It might offend the good congressman. And besides, it will be interesting to find out why a man under suspicion wants to see me. Mr. President, this is Mr. Evans by appointment. How do you do, Mr. Evans? How do you do, sir? I'll be at my desk outside, Mr. President. Well? Mr. President, I'm the civilian purchasing agent at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Yes, I had an idea who you were. As you probably know, sir, 
General Roberts' investigations in the Senate committee proceedings are cracking everything wide open. I've been hoping they would. I'm glad to hear it's actually happening. I, uh, I need some advice, Mr. President. Advice? Why for me? General Roberts is a member of your cabinet. What's all this going to do to him? Well, he has nothing to worry about. Hasn't he? I understand, sir, that you were the one who insisted that he intensify his investigation of corruption. That's more or less true. It will ruin General Roberts. Are you trying to give me advice? I'm trying to say something very difficult, Mr. President. General Roberts is going to find out that he's the biggest victim of his own investigation. Evans, make your point quickly, please. Or let me get on with my work. Look at this piece of paper, Mr. President. Yes? Now, what is it? It's a receipt for a check for $3,000. A check I sent to Mrs. Roberts by messenger several weeks ago. Well, it's signed by General Roberts. Why? You can draw your own conclusions, Mr. President. The first and obvious one is that you and Mrs. Roberts have some ordinary business together. I know she has a certain amount of money in her own name. You sent her a check. She wasn't home at the moment, and the general signed the receipt for it. You're trying to turn this into something else, aren't you? No. You're trying to use an innocent piece of paper to try your... to play safe yourself, aren't you? This is not an innocent piece of paper, Mr. President. Mrs. Roberts and I have business together. We have had for a year or more, but it isn't ordinary business. No? And she was never acting only for herself. She's only doing her husband's dirty work. Talk plain, Evans. In the past year, I've paid Mrs. Roberts $12,000 as her share of my profits as an army purchasing agent. She recommended me for the post in the first place. Why do you come to me with this story? Only you can stop the investigation. Do you think I'd stop an investigation to save men like you? The very kind we're trying to get rid of? You might stop it to save your friend, Mr. President. Evans, you go back to your hotel. Don't move from there without my permission, and I'll see to it that the police make sure you don't. Miss Sarah? Yes, Mr. President? Send for Mrs. Roberts at once. And don't let General Roberts know about it. And tell Captain Drew I want to see him. happened to Ben? Sit down, Mrs. Roberts. Thank you. Before you came in, I'd made up my mind to lead up to this thing gradually. After all, I've known Ben for 30 years. Now that we're face to face, I think I'd better speak quite candidly. Well, of course. An army purchasing agent told me today that he has paid you and the general $12,000 in the past years as your share of his profits in exchange for your having got him the post in the first place. It's quite true, Mr. President. What? He was grateful. For what? Some years ago, I did him a favor. This was his chance to return it. What was that favor? Really, Mr. President... I have to know more details. It's my private business, Mr. President. It's about to become the public business of the United States. And what do you mean, your private business? Doesn't Ben know about this? Well, no. That is, he knows I have certain money of my own. I saw a receipt that he signed. Didn't he ask you where it was from? Ben never pries into my affairs, and I never pry into his. But you're about to bring his affairs all down around his ears. Simply because a man paid me some money. 
Mrs. Roberts, I don't believe the story you've told me. Very well. I'll tell you what I do believe. That you let, you let this man to think that you could influence his appointment. And that you forced him to pay for the favor. You've let Ben think that this was an ordinary business transaction. Actually, it's graft. That's an unpleasant word, Mr. President. Do you deny the story? Why shouldn't these men pay for their jobs? How can you say such a thing? How do you think we live so well in Washington? On Ben's salary? On my investment? Maybe Ben can live on his cabinet pay, but I have obligations and... And expensive tastes. As you like. Besides, I've made things much easier for Ben. I've been happy to do it. And he doesn't know. Has no suspicion. He has always trusted me. You know what's going to happen now. Nothing need happen. Put Evans in jail. Nobody will believe him. Mrs. Roberts, Ben is one of my dearest friends. But I'm um, sworn to execute the law. You'll return to your home and wait there. In a little while, Ben will come for you, or the police will. You're ruining your husband's career. If you love him as much as you say, your only chance to save that career is for you to take the consequences. I'm sorry you don't understand, Mr. President. Good day. Miss Sarah? Goodbye, Mrs. Roberts. Yes, Mr. President. What's happened, Mr. President? Are you all right? Uh, Miss Sarah, call General Roberts here. Tell him to drop whatever he's doing. Miss Sarah, right now I'd give anything not to be the president. That's all of it, Ben. Evans and your wife. Evans is lying. He must be. I saw the receipt, then. Cora's always had money of her own, and, of course, I never questioned her about it. And She admitted it to me. She has some other reason. My wife, a thief, a crafter, a, a... Mr. President, she and I... She's loyal, uncomplaining, ambitious, never for herself like other officers' wives, always for me. I know her. It can't be. Mr. President. Yes, Ben. Are you, by any chance, trying to protect me? How? By blaming her for something you really think is my doing. Ben, I'd give anything never to have heard of Evans. Never to have seen that receipt. Never to have heard your wife say what she said. But I'm thinking beyond that. What? What's going to happen to you? Nothing will happen to me. At the hands of Senator Craig and his committee? While they tear you to pieces like a common thief. If all you've told me is not true, I'm not alarmed. I'll simply declare that Evans is a thief and a liar. If it is true, I'll assume full responsibility myself. You? I can't let Cora suffer, and I can't let you suffer. Never mind me now. You're my superior. Then take an order from him. Don't make me disobey you, sir. What are you going to do? First, I'm going to Evans' hotel and give him the hiding he deserves. No man can slander my wife that way. Then, I'm going home. And Cora will tell me the truth. All right, Ben. Have it your way. I'll wait to hear from you. I couldn't stop.
stop him, Miss Sarah. I saw him as he left, Mr. President. Nobody could. He persuaded himself there was some other explanation, that it's a joke or Evans is lying or heaven knows what he's thinking. And feeling. Of course. How can you believe it of him, Mr. President? She admitted it. Like a child, as if she had no sense of right or wrong. She was surprised I didn't understand but, her. But just suppose he's right. Suppose it is some horrible mistake. No, no, no. She went home thinking about it, realizing what lies ahead of her. Disgrace for Ben. Prison for herself. Miss Sarah, I guarantee you she won't face the music. And that's what frightens me. About her? About Ben. How can I save him from what he's going through? Protect him. Yes? Rodney of Central News Syndicate, Miss Sarah. Please, Mr. Rodney, this is not the president's time to see the press. Oh, just one question, please. Please, it's, it's important. What is it, Rodney? One of our men reports that uh, General Roberts' wife has suddenly left Washington for New York, bound for Europe. Go on, Mr. Rodney. Well, the question is, has this any connection with General Roberts' appearance later this week before the Senate committee? Has the president any comments? The president has nothing to say, Mr. Rodney. That's all, Mr. Rodney. Is that correct, Mr. President? You heard what she said. Thank you. You see, Miss Sarah, she ran away. It's all true. Mr. President. Miss Sarah, send for General Roberts quickly. I've got to see him before he... I've got to see him, Miss Sarah. <laughs> you came. I'm not going to run away too, Mr. President. I want to know what you're going to do now. Before the committee? I'll take all responsibility myself. I have no choice. You could let the chips fall where they may. And hear my wife's name dragged through Congress, through the papers as a... No, Mr. President. I can serve myself best and you by taking full responsibility. Then, if they don't prosecute me, I'll resign. I'd wish you'd sit down. I'd rather stand. Thank you. Ben... I want you to resign now. How? How can I? I have your resignation prepared. That would be running away. I won't do it. It isn't running away. Can you find another name for it? To admit guilt the way... It isn't running away. It's giving me an opportunity to protect you. I don't deserve protection. I know you, Ben. Like every really honest man, when you decide to lie, you want to carry it to tragic lengths. The only way I can take the blame of this away from you. How can you? I'm the one who appointed you. If I accept the responsibility, the country's anger will fall on me rather than on you. I'm not going to let you make a martyr of yourself. It's not that. My problem is bigger. It's bigger than you realize, Ben. If Senator Craig's committee draws blood with you, they'll go after other cabinet officers. They'll hamstring the whole administration. How will my resigning prevent that? And what about the impeachment proceedings? They can't impeach you if you don't hold the office anymore. It'll take attention away from you and concentrated on culprits like Evans where it belongs. Believe me, I understand, Senator Craig. That's the effect it will have. Now, I want you to sign this resignation. Very well. I'll sign it. Mr. President, I understand why you're doing this. I'm honored. More than I can say. But I've failed you. No, no. I'm letting you... Fight for me. Ben, if my shoulders can't stand that responsibility, then they don't deserve any. I'll announce your resignation in the morning. Well, 
hopes to accomplish it this late day. One of these things can stop the investigation. Well, gentlemen, we'll soon see what he has to say. Gentlemen, the president. Senator Craig, members of the Senate Military Affairs Committee, I've invited you here this morning to tell you that I have accepted the resignation of General Roberts as Secretary of War. Resignation? Well, I'm afraid, sir, that one resignation will not cure the problem. Does the Secretary presume that running away will solve anything? It's true that he resigns in the face of your investigation and your impeachment proceedings. The investigation can now be dropped. Mr. President, his resignation is an admission of serious guilt. On the contrary, Senator Curry. General Roberts was in no way implicated in any dishonest dealings. He's an honest, upright man. And I tell you so of my own personal knowledge. I take full responsibility on myself for him, and I suggest you give full weight to that fact. That's all, gentlemen. Yes, Miss Arm. I've, I've come to make an apology. <laughs> you are never wrong, Miss Arm. Oh, I was so wrong about Mrs. Roberts. Oh, you weren't the only one. I was wrong about Senator Craig's committee, too. They're going on with their investigation? Oh, no, no, I thought they would. But they're going to leave it all to General Roberts' successor. Good. That's the way it should be. Well, the general's resignation has silenced them. I'm sure the new secretary will clean up the whole mess. I'm only sorry that through no fault of his own, General Roberts had to be discredited and disgraced in the eyes of the world. It was his own choice. He'd face that rather than destroy someone else. Well, I know what the public will think of him. They'll think he resigned to save his neck and to protect him. We've got to let them believe it. But to me and to all who know the truth, General Roberts will remain an upright, chivalrous man worthy of all respect. And capable of great personal sacrifice. Yes, and that sacrifice means the corruption and dishonesty we've been fighting can be cleaned up without political muddling. And it'll give me a chance to straighten out the situation once and for all. I'm sure it'll work out for the best. Oh, uh, by the way, that policeman is here again. Policeman? Mm -hmm. The one who arrested you for speeding the last But time. I haven't had a chance to speed since, since then. I, believe me, Miss Sar, <laughs> I... I, know, uh... I know. But he sent this back to you. My five dollars? Why? He says the magistrate doesn't think you should be fined either. Oh, well, give it back to them again, Miss Sarah. And tell I him. I know, that... I know. A public official must pay for his action no matter what the cause. Mr. President, please don't speed anymore. I promise. And please don't try to pay for other people's speeding, too. <laughs> I'll try not to, Miss Sarah. <laughs> Good night, Mr. President. <laughs> Good night, Miss Sarah. <laughs> that was the story. General Roberts had to retire to private life, but at least he could do so without any more personal humiliation and suffering. The investigation was dropped, and we cleaned up the situation. Actually, General Roberts' name was Belknap, and he was Secretary of War under President Ulysses S. Grant in 1876. And as to the speeding, don't forget that people used to be arrested for driving too fast long before the automobile. President Grant was arrested in Washington 
for speeding with a fast pair of trotters. Yes, that is true. Next week, I'll have another story for you, and I hope you'll drop in. Good night. Edward Arnold appears as Mr. President by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Cynthia, starring Elizabeth Taylor, George Murphy, and Mary Astor. (laughs) Mr. President is presented each week by the American Broadcasting Company. It is produced by Robert G. Jennings, directed by Dwight Hauser. Miss Sarah is played by Betty Lou Gerson. Tonight's story by Paul R. Milton was suggested by two incidents in the administration of President Ulysses S. Grant. Music was composed and conducted by Basil Adler. Be sure to listen again next week when Edward Arnold brings you another story of Mr. President. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.